hearts. Let your work be done in our hearts. Let your work be done in the sanctuary. Let your work be done in our lives. In the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that your work be done in our hearts, in our lives, in the sanctuary, in the homes, oh God, in the lives, in the homes of all who are joining with us today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' matchless name, we declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that the wonders and the mighty works of God are done in our midst. They are done in our lives. We thank you that sinners are saved. We thank you that the sick are healed. We thank you that the oppressed are delivered. We thank you, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, that you have brought us out of the pit into the palace, out of prison into palace. Oh, in our palaces, you have brought us out of the pit into the place of hope, into a high place. We are seated now in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are far above all powers, all principalities. We are far above every name that is named. We lift you up. We bless you. We glorify you. We say with the sweet psalmist of Israel, we say with David, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless is his holy name. Forget not all his benefits, for the Lord has forgiven us. You have forgiven us all our iniquities. You have healed us of all our diseases. You have delivered us from destruction. We remember your mighty works. You, we remember your mighty deeds. We remember, oh God, that you did not leave us to the devices of the enemy. You did not leave us in the hands of our enemies. You have removed the rod of oppression from our necks. By your anointing, you have destroyed the yoke of the oppressor. By the anointing, you have delivered us and you set us free. You have placed your spirit within us. Far above all powers and, and principalities have you set us. And you have put the enemy under our feet. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for so great salvation. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, for crowning us with love and kindness and tender mercies. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that by Jesus' blood we are saved, and by his body we are healed. His broken body we are healed. Our broken bodies are made sound and whole. We thank you, Father, that he wore the crown of thorns, the ram that was caught in the thicket by his horns refers to Jesus who wore the crown of thorns so that mentally we may be healed, so that emotionally we may be made whole. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that the sick are healed today, the oppressed are delivered today. Oh God, the bound are set free and sinners are saved by the precious blood of Jesus. We remember your works, oh God, and we say you are good. You are good. Yes, you are so good. Because Jesus, the day star, the morning star, the bright and morning star, is risen with healing in his wings over us. So we rise, kicking up our heels like calves let loose from the stall, leaping and jumping and praising God with our voices lifted up. We say hallelujah. Praise the Lord.
your mercies endure forever. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody thank God for what he has done. Somebody praise God for what he has done. Remember his works in your life and give him praise. Remember the Lord and give him praise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Think about something the Lord has done for you and give him praise. Here in the sanctuary and in your home. Give him praise. Give him praise. Let's give the Lord praise for something he has done. To you. Yes. He has yes. been good yes. to me. Yes. He has so brought good. us so a long yes. way. Yes. So good. He has Hallelujah. kept us. Yes. He is our Ebenezer, our stone Glory. of help. Ah, uh, by grace. Uh-huh. We have yes, come this far, so and by grace, yeah. we shall Thank carry you. on Thank you, from glory yes. to glory. Hallelujah. We bless you, Father. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Father. Bless you, Father. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Somebody say amen. 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 Give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you as we take our seats. Please bring my mic up just a little bit, just a notch. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. Praise God. Praise God. Welcome into the sanctuary. Praise the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. God bless you. Give the Lord praise. Yes, it's all right. It's all right to clap your hands. All ye people, shout. Yes, shout unto God. With a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. For the Lord is good. The Lord is good. I believe that if we're to take a few moments to remember, somebody to remember what the Lord has done, somebody to give a testimony, it will not become just a few moments. It will become ours. Hallelujah. Yes, let's clap our hands to the Lord and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Oh, the Bible says, all ye people, shout unto God, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto him with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, if you give up in the day of adversity, then your strength was weak before that day came. You know, if you're in the sanctuary and, and where we are responding to something the Bible says, clap your hands, all ye people. And shout unto God with a voice of triumph. When there's one more person with you, or two people, or three, or a whole room of people, and you can't shout and clap your hands, believe me, in a time of difficulty, it will be a lot more difficult for you. So can we have the saints of God shout, stand to your feet, clap your hands, all ye people. 
hey, and shout. Somebody remember what the Lord has done for you and give him praise. Woo! I'm alive, you are alive. You did not lose your mind. Hey, you did not lose your mind. You went through something, but God brought you out of it. Sickness may have attacked, but you are healed. A car accident may have come, but you are here. You are not on your way to hell. We're on our way to heaven. Come on, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. You have brought us. Hmm. As our elders said, a mighty long way. <laughs> they knew what they were talking about. If you believe that the Lord has been good to you, give the Lord a shout in your home and right here. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you because you have delivered us from the hand of the enemy. We praise you. Oh, God, we praise you. We praise you. You have delivered us from the hand of the enemy. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Praise the Lord. For he is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Gary, Brother Ray, we are redeemed. Good to see you, gentlemen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Miss Kimberly, we are redeemed. Hallelujah. Mr. Sherman, you are redeemed. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Had it not been for the Lord. Had it not been for the Lord. Oh my God. Thank you. I am persuaded of better things for you. So I pray those better things into your life. May Jehovah himself. His mighty hand rise upon you. And may Jehovah who carried Israel. 
out of bondage in Egypt and brought them to the promised land. Carry you on eagles' wings, you and your house, and you and your generations, and bring you into the appointed seasons, into the appointed place. May God cause all your lines to fall unto you in pleasant places in the name of the Lord Jesus. May no spirit, no man, no condition be able to stand against you to defeat you all the days of your life in the matchless name of Jesus Christ son of the living God as the Lord did for his ancient people and as the Lord revealed in scripture that he never left his people but he blessed them he delivered them blessed them May the Lord do for you as he did in the day of Egypt when he opened the Red Sea and brought his people out of dry ground. The Lord do for you. And just as the Lord opened again away in the river Jordan that the people will cross over and begin to enter and possess their promised land. I pray you into the day and to the place of the manifestation of the goodness of God to you in the land of the living. May it no longer be said of you that the Lord redeemed them, but may it be said of you, they are walking in the vitality of their redemption in Jesus' name. May it be said of you, praise the Lord for the wonderful things he has done for you. He has done for you. May this be said of you, Praise the Lord for the marvelous things he has done for you. And through your life, may people come out of darkness into the marvelous light. A place of delight. place of abundant blessings that make rich to which God adds no sorrow. May it be said of you, these are the healed of the Lord. These are the anointed ones of the Lord. May it be said of you, these are the overcomers. May it be said of you, they are like Christ. They are like Christ. They have been with Jesus. And they are with Jesus. We thank you, Father. Speak to us now from the pages of the Bible, your written word. May we see the living word himself, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, the son, the word himself. Speak a rhema to somebody. Speak a prophetic word to somebody. Change hearts and lives. Cause us to move forward. To move forward, to move forward, to move forward, to move forward from glory to glory. I pray people forward into a new place, a good place in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. All right, now we're ready to get in the word. Now we're ready. God bless you. Thank you. I receive it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Want to welcome those of you joining us online around the world. God bless you. This is, of course, World Missions Ministries. Yes, we say welcome. People in the sanctuary are saying, welcome, welcome, welcome. Praise the Lord. In this place, the darkness of Satan's power is over. It is over. This is the mandate of this ministry, of our lives, of the anointing under which you sit. Darkness of Satan's power is over. It is not about to be over. It is over. Hallelujah. Jesus defeated the devil for you. And the enemy is under your feet. Amen. Now the true light of Jesus. Not of pastors, prophets, bishops, archbishops, great men and women of God. God bless all of them by the true light of Jesus. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, his true light shines. When people were, asked to, were sent to John to ask of him, are you the Messiah? Are you that light that was spoken of? He said, I am not the light. He confessed, I am not the light, but there's one coming after me. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest of all humans, the greatest of all men born by women, is John the Baptist. You know who said that? Jesus. And the greatest of all men said, I am not the light, but there's one coming after me. The Lamb of God, who is also the Lion of the tribe of Judah. The lace of his shoes, I am not even worthy to touch, to lose. He it is who will baptize you with heaven, with the glory of God, with the power of God, so that your life will not be lived by your power, by your mental ability only, or your physical prowess only, but you live it by the power of the Spirit of God. He will immerse you. He will baptize you. He will envelope you and cover you, shroud you. He will baptize you. You will be buried and arise in the power of the Holy Spirit. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Do you understand this? John, who said that, baptized people with water. Humans baptize with water. Some even sprinkle and call it baptism. It is not. There's a difference between sprinkling and baptism. When you sprinkle, a few drops fall on somebody. A person separate from the drop, the liquid. But when you baptize, you immerse. Baptism is burial. 
Of course, you don't want the person dead. You're trying to help them. You're not trying to kill them. And so you buried them like for a second in that environment, in that liquid, or whatever the environment is, and you bring them up and out. Amen. Buried with him by baptism. Buried with him by baptism. Colossians 2. Wherein we are risen with him. Amen. So baptism is burial. Amen. Praise God. I'll just quickly say this and, and then I'll move on. Perhaps you never really caught this revelation many people. But all our life, the, the entire human race, entire human life is a process of baptism. Human existence is a process of baptism. It is burial and rising. Burial and rising. Burial and rising. Amen. And you are either being buried into Christ and rising in the power of his spirit or buried into something else. From the beginning... From the beginning of the creation of the world, as it was revealed to us in Scripture, the world has been going through a baptism. Very quickly, we're not going to turn to it, but I just want you to see this. Amen. Because as I get into the Word, I'm going to have to turn to like a chapter and a verse so that it's easy for you to check it out if what I'm saying is true, so it's easy for you to follow and come along. Are you with me? All right. But... Originally, when God gave the, his word to his people, like the people of Israel, and eventually to us through the apostles, the Bible was not given in chapters and verses. You understand this? Yeah. And so, uh, if you only study in chapters and verses, you will get something, but you end up missing something else. This is actually why the Lord has led our Bible college to go back to the place where we are teaching people about book, doing a book study, studies of books. Amen. If somebody wrote a love letter to you, for example, if somebody wrote a love letter to you, yeah, and it is a whole page, would you just read the first two lines and, and close the letter and that would be it? No? Or would you read just the end where they say, uh, I'm your sugar plum, I'm your, you know, donut, uh, whatever it is, and then now read the substance of the letter? Is that what you do? No. So why is it that we think we can get what, say, the book, the letter of Romans says, or the letter of Hebrews says, without reading the whole letter? Come on, people. I'm not making this up. God wrote a letter. If you just read... The first part, you only see just a section of it. Amen. You understand? Yeah. So, so just, just look at this picture with me. And we're going to be studying some more, but look at this picture with me about baptism and the world just going through a cycle of baptism. When you open the Bible, the first page of the Bible, yeah, you, you, know, you can check it out later, but just follow this picture with me. When you open the first page of the Bible, it starts out this way. <laughs> that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? And 
The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of it. Yes? And then it says, and the Spirit of God moved. Just picture it. Just, just, just picture this. Yeah? God, who exists outside of the beginning. In the beginning of the creation. So, already in the first page of the Bible, he says, never think of me like you are. Never think of me as the beginning of things, because I was outside of beginning. So where did God come from? We ask those questions because we live from time onwards. That's why we can only think that way. And then we use that mentality to try to judge a being who existed before he began our period where we can only see things from our period. Are you seeing this? Okay. So in the beginning, God created. So he exists, then he makes. The one who is not made by any makes everything. Amen. Do you know how you can understand this? Not in a physics or, or chemistry lab. Hebrews 11 says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which, are, which appear were not made out of things that are. They were made out of God, who was, is, and ever shall be. And he holds everything that's been made by the same power by which he made them, by his word. The word who became later known as Jesus. The name Jesus had a beginning, but the word had no beginning. Come on, people. The name Jesus is Savior. He will save his people from their sins. So until sin came into the world, there was no need for a Savior. Yet he existed before sin started. We're good. So he can take all your sins away and bring you into a place. When you are in him, he can bring you to a place where sin never existed. And that's where he's taking us. Okay. All right. Think about it. He's, he's an eternal being, the eternal father. In Isaiah 9, 6, Jesus called the eternal father. The father is the originator or the creator. So the one who created the heavens and the earth and everything, God created by the word. The word is Jesus. All right? Jesus came known to us. The word became known to us as Jesus. The word was made flesh. And we're good. All right. So he, he exists here in the eternal past before a beginning. And then he makes, he starts making things. Fast forward, sin has come. So he comes into the world to redeem us, but he comes into the world to redeem us, to take us back into him. Amen. Back into him, into that place where he was, or who he, where he is, before sin started. Can, can you see a baptism? 
Can you see you were into something? Comes in there, he takes you out and brings you into himself. You've gone through something. You've gone through a death and a resurrection. You've gone through a burial and a resurrection to life. Amen. I, I, forgive me for putting it this way, but I have to do it just to, just to make a point. When we change our stinking thinking, yeah, and you take his mind, his mind that's pure, is no longer, so what has happened to you is, is that at this point, your thinking is no longer stinking. Hasn't there been a baptism? There has been a burial and a resurrection of some aspect of your soul, some aspect of your personality that the enemy infected with a virus, COVID, whatever virus, you know, Satan virus, yeah? It's taking out. Then the life of Jesus comes into a human being. So now there's a part of you that is no longer you, but it's divine. Oh my God. It's divine. You know times when people stepped into divinity, other people looked at them, they were like, wait a minute. What manner of man is this? They, that's not a man. That, that's God. That's what I prayed for today. That God will do works in your life where they will no longer say these were the people who were delivered. But they will now say this is God. They are Christians. In Antioch, people saw other human beings and they said, wait a minute. These guys, these people remind us of, they didn't say Socrates, Plato. They, didn't say, they said they remind us of the Messiah, the Christos. And so they nicknamed them Christians because they said these people are like Christ. When Paul and, and Silas raised up a cripple in Lystra in Acts 14, the people who worship idols in that place said, oh goodness, look at this. The gods have come down to us in the likeness of humans. And they called Paul and Barnabas Mercurius or Mercury and Jupiter. They're like, and Paul said, hey guys, no, 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 no. We are men of like passions as you. Don't worship us and don't go sacrifice anything or any human to us. Amen? In another place in the scriptures, in James 5, there's a man in the Old Testament who did something in the Old Testament, and it is referenced in James 5 in connection with prayer. The man was called Elijah. Yeah? He's a prophet. Elijah did something that was not only unusual, it was spectacular. Elijah spoke or prayed, and somehow the elements obeyed a human being. He changed the course of nature. 
and his prayer or his words that were released into the spirit realm held the heavens, held the clouds and the rain at bay for three and a half years. Don't say, I, I can't believe it. I don't. Listen, the United States today, the government today is operating on what is called what? Come on, the government. The United States, the government, the United States today is operating legally on what is called what? Come on, people. United States of America operates, countries operate on laws, the laws that govern the United States that make it, it's called what? The Constitution. Was it written yesterday? Long time ago. But we have no problem living by it in these United States. So why is there a problem when God says something a long time ago and you think, well, because it's a long time ago, it can't be working today? Was the Constitution written three and a half years ago? No. So how come we read in the Bible and a man said something that held the heavens for three and a half years? We have a hard time accepting it. I mean, those, his words can be that powerful three and a half years later. But we are living by words that the fathers. Can we go home? Do you get where I'm going with this? The word of the Lord is alive. God's trying to teach you that though human, you can come into the place of God where you can speak a word and for three and a half years or for 18 years of your child's schooling, or 22 years of your child's schooling, academic excellence will follow that child. Listen, when we dedicate your children and we pray over them, those words carry them. People forget, but a lot of the lives that your, your, your children, grandchildren are living today, they came from prayers and blessings we spoke over them 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Things just don't happen. There's a reason why things happen. There's a reason why there's an anointing of academic excellence in this ministry. There's a reason why drugs have not taken over our children. There's a reason why born and giving birth all over the place has not taken over our children. You think it just happens? No. There's a God in heaven who rules in the affairs of men. And when God can find a man or woman who can connect with God and begin to operate with God in God's life, people don't go back into death. They move into life and go from glory to glory. Mm -hmm. So he writes in James chapter 5, and he says, Elijah was a man of like passions as we are. We all have challenges. Nobody is perfect. We all make mistakes. We all sin. We all, I mean, come on. We, <laughs> we are human and have human challenges. Elijah went through that, but it says, yet he prayed. Yet he prayed. In spite of everything that was going on, he prayed. And he believed that his prayer could keep the elements at bay for three and a half 
gears. Let me ask you a question. How long do you think the commands, the decrees, and the declarations that you speak from your mouth, how long, when you're speaking them, how long do you think that they're going to, they're going to be operative? See? Elijah prayed and said, Lord, it is my desire that your people will repent and come back to you. Years later, one of the, his descendants, Paul, prays a, a similar prayer. He says, it's my heart's desire that Israel will come to God. Same, same desire that Elijah had, Paul had. Even Moses had that. Now, you and I probably not pray. I don't recommend that you pray those prayers. I mean, you have to love your own people, but I don't recommend that you pray those prayers that both Moses and Paul prayed. The reason I don't recommend that prayer is because Jesus already did that, so you don't have to do it. Okay, this is the prayers they pray that you're not supposed to pray. Moses said to God, it's okay with me if you blot out my name from your book in order to save Israel. Then Paul comes along, and Paul also prayed the same prayer. Now, I don't know whether Paul was influenced by Moses, reading Moses. You know, he was a Pharisee. He knew the law. But Paul prayed a, a similar prayer. You're not supposed to pray that prayer. You're supposed to love your people. You're not supposed to pray that prayer. Why? Jesus already died to save people. So he does not need you to, your death will not make anybody born again. It can't. Jesus' blood is what makes people born again. Are we good? Okay. So, in James chapter 5, we are told this. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man. Are you righteous? Yes. How are you righteous? By faith in Jesus. He who knew no sin, committed no sin, was made sin for us. He was made a sin offering, took our sins, so that we may be made the righteousness of God. You don't become righteous by doing things. You are made it. You know, God cooks it, and he serves it. Amen? And then you live it out. We are made that in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.21. Yes? Praise God. So, the effectual fervent prayer in James 5 of a righteous person avails much, produces much. The Amplified Version teaches us about it this way. It says that your prayer is dynamic in its operation. It is like a dynamo at a dam, a hoover dam, or a kosombo dam, or any dam, you know, dam. To generate electricity, they got water. When the dynamos are churning or turning, you know, going through revolutions, they generate power. James 5, the effectual, fervent, heartfelt prayer of a righteous person generates spiritual power that is dynamic. Operative in its working. And Elijah believed in the face of 400 prophets of Baal. They worship Baal or Baal, an idol 
that had been brought into the country through the wife of the king in Ahaz. Ahaz's, Ahab, excuse me, Ahab's wife, Jezebel, brought her guards from her country to Israel and imported 400 of her false prophets to Israel to teach what they believed in their country. Those people transformed Israel, taking them back to chaos, back into death, back into evil. Yeah. And God raises Elijah to bring them out of death to life. Amen. Years later, generations later, centuries later, before, just before Jesus burst on the scene, God raises another person who comes in the spirit of Elijah. That person was called John the Baptist. John the Baptist prepares these people, the people of Israel, for life through the Messiah. How did he prepare them? Through the waters of baptism. It's interesting, isn't it, that the place he baptized them was Jordan. How many remember what Naaman, the Syrian captain, how did he describe or compare uh, Abana and Farpar, the beautiful rivers, clean and beautiful rivers of Syria? How did he compare it to Jordan? Thank you. He was like, that dirty Jordan, that filthy Jordan, you want me to go dip in that? And I'm going to be clean? I already have a problem with a filthy skin. Bacteria is eating me alive. And you want me to go dip in more bacteria? Are you kidding me? Aren't Abana and Fapa cleaner and better rivers? But he forgot that they were still there and he was still unclean. You know, until one of his servants, sometimes you need to listen to the people who work under you, who serve un under you. One of his servants said, but excuse me, sir, if the man had said some, like some hard thing, wouldn't you have done it? This is just a simple thing. And, and I like Naaman. You know, yeah, he had his issues, but I like people who respect those who work under them. Yeah. Sometimes God will use <laughs> them as he uses the so-called weak things of the world to confound the mighty. The foolish so-called things of the world to confound the wise. In fact, in Naaman's life, his healing process, it all came about because he listened to a little maid. Not one of his fellow generals, not a major or captain in the army, not his king, a little maid from Israel. You know, the same people they, they, they were fighting with, you know, they had gone and conquered them, 
and brought, you know, some of them as slaves. And, and while there, he's sick. He's got leprosy. This thing is eating him alive. You ever had something emotionally that is eating you alive? You ever had something mentally that is eating you alive? Sometimes all it takes is that little maid, that person who cleans your office, just happened to come in very early one morning. For whatever reason, you came in early. And that cleaner was there. And just before they left, the cleaner said something to you. You had no idea it was God using those words to bring you out of death to life. Sometimes it's your child. Just remind you, but mom, remember when in church and the pastor said this? How come, how come you, you are all worried and anxious? Mom, it's going to be all right. Yeah, it happens, you know. Sometimes they're just our babies, our grandchildren are prophesying into our lives. I pray for good things to happen. I pray in the name of Jesus. The family will experience more births, more weddings than deaths and funerals. More testimonies of healings. And fear of sickness is striking. The little maid said to the madame, tell your husband, tell the boss, there's a prophet in Israel. It's called Elisha. You just go see him. And I guarantee you, leprosy will be healed. I mean, what is it about some of these people appear insignificant, unlearned, ignorant, yet they know that there is a God in heaven who heals the sick, who delivers the oppressed. A little maid in captivity still held on to faith in God. May you never forget your God. Remember the Lord. Remember the Lord. Taking notes, that's my title. Remember the Lord. Remember the Lord. She's in captivity. She didn't forget her God. So God, God will help you. And I respect Naaman. Wife tells him, and he says, okay, I'll go. And when he goes to see the prophet, the prophet does not even come out. To see him. God will break your pride down. Not because he's against you, because he's for you. Because before honor comes humility. To honor you, you got to be humble. For Jesus to be exalted to the highest, he humbled himself to the Pride comes before a fall. When you're walking in pride, you're not falling yet, so you think everything is okay. But the fall will come unless you repent. The fall is waiting. Because God, God's word will never fail. You understand? You have to live that way. It's like when you're raising your children. If you tell them, you do this good, I will bless you. Keep your word. If you tell them, if you disobey, you, there's going to be consequences. You got to keep your word. 
Don't let your children think you waffle. Keep your word. It helps them grow up stability, security in life. They are not always frazzy, not afraid. Important. Keep your word. Keep your word to bless. Keep your word to give them the bicycle you promised them. Or I don't know what they give today. Maybe not bicycles today. What do you give? You know, iPad. Give them something they can run around, drive, you know, drive around, you know, ride around the house, the, you know, the, so they can get some exercise. Don't keep giving them the things that keep them inside. They'll have access to those things anyway. Take them back to those things that kept you active, kept you breathing fresh air, kept the sun on you. Take them back. I've told you this whole world is going through cycle of baptism. Yes. Are you learning something? Oh, yeah. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And then the Spirit of God moved. What did God say? Let there be light, or light be. And what came? Light. God is light, isn't he? This is a message he's given to the world. God is light, and in him there's no darkness at all. Darkness refers to the devil. So the devil is always taking people back to darkness. Darkness of ignorance, of fear, sickness, disease, bondage, idolatry. You know, everything that will destroy you, Satan's taking you back there, God's moving you forward. Amen. That's a picture of Genesis. God makes everything beautiful, everything clean. Puts man in the garden. He says, just have a beautiful life. Amen. And Satan comes and takes them back. And God comes through Jesus and brings people back out. Praise God. I'll give you another picture of baptism. Tell me this. As, as the Bible reveals to us, everybody. Been to Sunday school or read the Bible. As the Bible reveals to us. Where is that one place that in the Bible, in Genesis, a center for the worship of idols and a center for the worship of the heavenly bodies, you know, center for people, humans, following stars, letting the stars be their guide instead of God be their guide? Yeah, are you with me? Some of you, you wouldn't date a person until you find a date, their, their birthday, their month, their birth jewel. Yeah? Are you a ruby? You're an emerald? Who's an emerald here? I just, I just love you guys, man. You are so honest. If I were you, I'm not going to raise my hand at this point because where pastor is going, I'm going to be like, no, no. All right. Okay. All right. Don't get bothered, you know, if you are this, somebody said you are this or that. But important things to know you're a child of God. What happens often in life is when you restrict yourself to being this only, you deny yourself of all the other blessings. If you say I'm an emerald, what if God wants you to be Emerald, gold, ruby, all the other things. Are you with me? You understand this? Are you, are you getting this? 
It's like people who say, I have the gift of prophecy. And they'll, they'll fight you to the death over trying to hold on to that and letting you accept that they have the gift of prophecy. When in fact, what God wants you to have is the gift of the Holy Spirit who owns all the other gifts. Are you, are you all learning something? It's sometimes, sometimes it's funny, you know, people dealing with a pastor, you know, and just trying to impress you. And I'm just thinking to myself, oh, my God, if you knew. You don't need to impress me that you're, you're a prophet or you prophesy, you see visions. No. If you actually tell me, pastor, thank God that I have the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. I respect that more. You're trying to tell me you're, you're prophesying this. You're limiting yourself. Jesus is more. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. The love of God be with you. Amen? You learning something? So let me, let me, let me finish that other picture of, of, uh, of baptism. Uh, so, the, the center that was created in Genesis to worship the stars, what was it called? Babel. Babel. What was the guy, the main guy who built the Tower of Babel? Nimrod. Yes? Okay. For those who don't know, Babel, you know where Nimrod built the tower? In Genesis, it says, a tower that was to go to the heavens. Yes? And God destroyed it. Yeah? Okay. It, God wasn't mad that they are building a skyscraper. Today, they are skyscrapers. It wasn't because they are building something that was going to be tall. No. They were building something dedicated to the worship of heavenly bodies instead of the worship of God. Are we good? So God destroyed it. You have to worship God, not the creature, but the creator. Amen. Another thing too is they're creating the center to stay right here to worship Satan, and we're not going to spread all over the world as God had said, go spread all over the earth. See, they want to make a name for themselves instead of magnifying God's excellent name. Are we good? So that was the Tower of Babel. Later, that place came to be known in history as Babylon. Babylon, thank you. Let me ask you a question. When those who know this, when the people of Israel sinned against God, the first time that uh, they sinned against God and God, they lost, they lost their freedom, their autonomy. What happened to them? They were carried to bondage. Yes? Almost everybody knows the story of Shadrach. Uh, what was his friend? Meshach. And a bad Negro. 
I think it was Carlton Pearson who said that. Joked me, said a bad Negro. <laughs> a bad Negro. But they had obviously Jewish names. And then the other friend uh, who served various kings was called Daniel. Yeah, the, the guy in the lion's den. Daniel. And then the one, the three guys in the, in the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So the country where that happened to them, what was it called? Babylon. When God's people sinned, they were taken back to Babylon. Why weren't they taken to Spain? Why do you think? Because God is showing us in Scripture that human life goes in cycles. If you're not coming up with me into life, the devil is taking you back into death. Mm -hmm. There's nothing new under the sun. It's just, it's just cycles. But may you be in a cycle or a rhythm, you know, cycle, rhythm. I pray you into a cycle of the miraculous. Say amen. Now, another way that you can practically get yourself into that cycle of the miraculous is this, based on the Bible. It says, through the thanksgiving, through gratitude, living a life of gratitude, thanksgiving to God, yeah? You give thanks to God, God receives your thanks, God is pleased, and God releases more power into your life to accomplish more miracles, and you're like, oh, Jesus, I just love you. Thank, praise you, Jesus. And God says, I receive that. Come on, get more. And then it performs more miracles. You're like, oh, Jesus, I love you. Thank you, Jesus. And God said, get more. You live in a cycle of miracles. Praise God. That part, a prophet doesn't do it for you. Your pastor doesn't do it for you. You do it for you. I cannot, amen. Oh, out of the mouth of children. Praise God. I, 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 I'm, I'm done. I call, I'm, I'm done. This is, this is good. The child said, this is it. Remember the Lord. Remember the Lord. Amen. Throughout scripture, God will always come and say, remember where I took you from. Come along with me. Otherwise, what's going to happen? You're going back to Babylon. You're going back to chaos. You're going back to tohu va bohu. That's the Hebrew for without forum and void. Look at the devil. You, give, you, 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 you start obeying the devil, and he starts taking you back down. You know, you start drug abuse, and it's destroying your life. It's destroying your home. It's destroying your job. It's messing up your teeth. It's messing up your brain. You can't sleep. Your, body, your organs are messed up. He's taking you back to Babylon. God said, I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to bring you out. And you know how you come out? You remember his word. Remember his word. For those of you who've already gone ahead and you've seen it, remember to come out of Babylon, God raises Daniel. And Daniel does what? 
Anybody remembers? Daniel goes to the word of God that is, was written by Jeremiah, prophesied. He goes to what God said in Jeremiah, that I will bring my people out of death, out of Babylon. And he starts to pray that word. Got to remember the promise of God to you, the word of God. Go back to that word and start praying it. And God will bring you out of death into life. You see this? Yeah. Just to end that picture, and other times I'll teach some more about it. But it's like, I'm not making it up. This is the Bible. So I showed you at the beginning, like in Genesis, the devil starts out with this Tower of Babel, always trying to take God's people back there. They sin against God. They end up in Babylon. Well, at the end, the book of Revelation, yeah, are you with me? At the end, the book of Revelation, the name, that, the one name that's given to us, where the last battle that God has with all the demonic powers, with, let's do a little bit in America right now, Big Farmer. Big farmer. They'd rather you not get healed, not eat right, not be strong. They'd rather have the food chain messed up, your food messed up, so, so that what you're eating will make you sick and you come and buy their medication at a high price and they keep you on it for as long as you live so that they make money. They'd rather that than your freedom. God's going to judge them. And the merchants of this world who take advantage of people, God's going to judge them. And do you know the name that symbolizes all these powers, whether they are religious powers or uh, sexually perverted powers? Or finance. They use finance. Or they use pharmacia. They use the realm of pharmacy. Including witchcraft. Because anything that's altering who you are. Right? Is not of God. Whether it's some chemical or a demon. Thank you. God's going to deal with them. What is the name that's given to us at the end of time that God fights? Babylon. So I'm not making this up. From the beginning to the end, God says, this is a cycle. Either Satan is taking you back to Babylon or I'm taking you into life. Alonzi, silver player. Let's go, let's go see this. Come along with me. Revelation. Uh, Minister Edith. What chapter is this? Is it 18? I know you helped me in Bible college. Revelation 18. I'm looking for Babylon. If you still remember it, we're looking. Uh, help me give the verse to God's people. So Revelation 18. Uh, let's see. Babylon the Great is falling. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, around verse 10 or 11, let me see. What did I say? Usually the first one that comes to mind is correct. 
Revelation 18, what does it say, 10? Let me see, 10. Uh, oh, verse 2. Why did I think 10? All right, thank you. Let me, let me do verse 2. Yeah, is it 2? Okay, thank you. Revelation uh, chapter 18, verse 2. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, everybody read, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of demons, and the hold of every, what? Of a foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Man, that's horrible, isn't it? Verse 3, for all nations have drunk, all nations. See the state of the world? Nations, all, okay, have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication and the kings. Do you see kings? Okay, we call them presidents or heads of state today. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the what? You read. And the what? The merchants. Remember all the things I was telling you, the examples I was giving you. Come on, people, you follow this. Okay. And the merchants of the earth are wax rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Wow. Verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. Go back to verse 4. What did he say to his people? Everybody, the first part. What did he say to his people? Come out of her. What's that? Baptism. Come on. And he took him and he baptized him. And he coming up and out of the water. If you come up and out of something, it means before you came up and out of it, you were down and in. You know, come up and out. What's the opposite of up? Down. What's the opposite of out? In. So if you come up and out of something, it means before you come up and out of it, you were down and in. Coming out of Babylon, baby. You're coming out of every manner of Babylon. Genesis chapter 1. God called his earth out of chaos, out of darkness, and he spoke life and light. And we, with the same spirit of faith, we also speak and command light to shine out of darkness. Speak it if there's some chaos at work. Speak with authority. Speak with power before you go there Monday morning. Just like the picture I was given in, in James 5. Elijah was a man of like passions as we are. Yet, he prayed. You got something going on in your life. Yet, you should pray. Decree a thing. And it shall be established unto you. Submit yourself to God. Then you resist the devil. And the devil will flee from you. We've stopped doing that. Now we're paying people to do our decrees for us. It don't work that way. Excuse me. 
It doesn't work that way. You can do this yourself. Remember the Lord. Remember who you are in Christ. Remember that he has purged you from your sins. Remember that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Remember, he keeps telling people, remember. Same picture of baptism. Baptism is death and resurrection. If you're not going up with the Lord, you're going back down into death. He said, remember Lot's wife. For the message, my title about remember, remember the Lord. Remember, remember, remember. See, last week we learned about don't forget. Don't develop identity amnesia. You got to know who you are in Christ. Your identity. Are we good? Like Psalm 103, we learn what? Forget not is what? Benefits. We saw in James chapter 1, people forget the manner of man they are. We saw in 2 Peter 1 that people forget they are purged from their sins. What's the opposite of forget? Remember. So if we did forget last week, what should we naturally do today? I salute you. Thank you. Remember. So we remember. He said, remember Lot's wife. Everybody at home, everybody in church, come along with me. Remember Lot's wife. Okay, so let's think about what happened to Lot's wife. Why is he saying, why did Jesus say, remember Lot's wife? What happened? She was being brought out of Babylon. She was being brought out of chaos, death, and destruction. And instead of, thank you, instead of looking forward, moving forward, going for higher, going for better, going for greater, going to glory, she's going to look back and say, I love you, Babylon. I'm coming down to Babylon. No! 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 We are created in the image of God in Genesis 1. In the image of God created he, him. Male and female created he, them. And now we allow media, we allow demons, we allow whatever to come and tell us, actually, you're really not male. You're really not female. I identify as a cat. I identify as a dog. I ad you have forgotten. You have forgotten. You see what's happening today? People have forgotten. Are you seeing this or you want me to spell everything out? Okay. Remember Lot's wife. What was happening in the place where Lot and his family was living? What was like the main thing that God was like? I ain't let my people live here. I got to get them out. Identity amnesia. They forgot that they're God's people. God comes, sends an angel, and says, Abraham has prayed for Lot. 
I cannot destroy that place because my covenant man has reminded me of my words. Remember. A man reminded God. God said, I remember my covenant. I'm going to rain fire on that place. But Abraham just talked to me. I'm going to set his grandchildren free. I'm going to set his children free. I'm going to set his niece, his nephew, his family, everybody free. This is what God's doing for you. Because somebody remembered the word of God. And somebody prayed the word of God. I'm going to continue this next week. And we're going to see this. What I've taught you today. I mean, this man. I'm going to teach you from, from the book of Peter. Second Peter. Because I taught that last week. You know, Peter said that you should not, for, or they forgot that they had been purged from their sins. So you got to remember you are righteous. We're going to see the number of times Peter said, remember, remember, remember. And then he said, as long as I'm in this body, I'll remind you. He even said, things that you already are established in, I will still remind you. So it's like all the people who are mature, I'm still going to remind you. Those who are now coming, I'm going to teach you. Those who are forgetting, I'm going to remind you. Remember, remember, remember. It's amazing. Read it before we come next week. Second Peter chapter 2. Read the, the th three chapters and look for where Peter kept chapter 1. Remember. Chapter 2, remember. Chapter 3, remember. Why? Because when people forget God, they go back to Babylon. They go back to tohu va bohu, a life of chaos, a life of confusion. As long as you're not continuing in the word of God, Satan is warring against you in your mind, and he's taking you back to darkness. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the demolition, the pulling down of strongholds, taking captive every imagination and every thought that raises itself against the knowledge of God. We say, I pull you down, and I replace that negative thought with the word of God in my heart and my mind. And then I pray it, I decree it, I speak it in the name of Jesus, and I stop the prophets of Baal. I stop whatever is coming against me. I bind, and whatever I bind is bound, because God already disallowed it, and he's waiting for somebody to agree with him on earth. He gave you the authority on earth. He is in heaven. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth is given unto me. Then he said, go ye therefore in Matthew 28. What does that imply? That implies that his authority on earth is in your hands, not in his hands. Did you just see that? All authority in heaven and on earth is given unto me. Go ye therefore. So he has delegated the authority to work on earth to you. In my name, you cast out demons. Then we are praying, say, Lord, do it for me. And he said, he's like, I, I already, what is in your hand? You're like, a rod. And he said, well, stretch it over the ocean. And Moses said, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Okay, all right. Boom. And the ocean opens. I'm telling you, if I'm Moses, I mean, some miracles in the Bible, yeah, miracles are great. But some miracles, I'm like, no, I'm dancing. I'm like, People, did you see that? Oh, Jesus! Well, at that time, they weren't saying Jesus. What did they say? Yahweh. No, they were so afraid. They wouldn't even say Yahweh. Well, what would they say? Well, whatever they said. But I'm like, ooh. 
Come on, let's sing the song of Moses. And we're singing the song of Moses right there. I'm not making this up. When you come to the book of Revelation, it says the redeemed of the Lord, they sang the song of Moses and of the Lamb. What's the song of Moses? The song of Moses is that the enemy, the horse and his rider. Yeah, baby. Thrown into the sea. I declare over your life in the name of the Lord Jesus that whatever stands against you is today thrown into the sea. By the power of the blood and by the power of the word, by the power of Jesus, it is thrown into the sea. Remember, Jesus said, when you have communion, he said, do this in. I love you, Shad. God bless you. Come on, give him praise. Woo! Do this in remembrance of me. I have defeated the devil for you. You have come out of darkness into light. You are no longer in Babylon. Babylon is fallen. Woo! Years ago, a young man out of Jamaica caught a little bit of that light and told us, Babylon is falling, man. Hey, give God praise. Stand to your feet in the name of Jesus and give him praise. Lift your voice and give him praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The fires of Sodom and Gomorrah will not consume you or your generations. I pray that the living waters of God out of our innermost being shall flow living water. As you and I pray today, the living waters will douse, put out the fires of Sodom. We declare in these United States, and around the world, our generations will not be consumed by the fires, the lust of the spirit of Sodom and Gomorrah. In the name of Jesus. We remember Lot's wife who refused to look back. We go from glory to glory. Give him praise. Give him praise. So we're going to pray in the sanctuary. And you're going to pray at home. You're going to pray. Praying in the spirit. I'm going to pray for you if you're born again. You're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. If you haven't experienced that, I'll pray for you in a moment. And then you, we can all pray together. And then out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. Out of your spirit will flow rivers of living water. And those rivers, the water will put out the fires of lust. The Satan is waiting in some middle school, to consume somebody's son, to consume somebody's grandson, put out that fire. Child trafficking, put it out. We are coming out of Sodom and Gomorrah. Remember the Lord who delivered righteous lot. He would deliver us. Peter said, remember this. God purge your sins. Remember this. 
And he said, as long as I'm alive, I will tell you, remember this. Amen. And one more thing, especially for you grandparents. He just said, telling you as long as I'm alive. But he also said this, I'm going to make sure I write it down. So that when I'm dead and gone, you have God's word to look at. I mean, these are serious things that these people did. He said, as I'm alive, Reverend John, he says, I'm going to tell you this. And then he said, I'm also going to make sure that after I'm gone, you remember it. What was he saying? How is he going to make sure that he's dead and gone? You're going to remember. He's going to write it. You need to start writing things to your daughters and to your sons and your grandbabies. Write letters. Write things. Write books. Write journals. And put it in your will. This is for this granddaughter. This write things that they will remember. Peter said, I'm telling you now that I'm alive. And then he said, when I'm gone, I want you to remember. How, how is he going to do that? He's writing it. Today we are talking about it because he did what? He wrote the word. So remember. The final thing that we pray about today and I'll speak and bless you with is this. Concerning Peter, we'll continue next year. Concerning Peter, but get ready to pray. Peter said, before I leave, writing these things so you remember, because the Lord Jesus told me, and he has reminded me, what he told me some years ago, 30, 40 years ago, his spirit has come to remind me that I am about to depart from this earth. Don't get bothered. Peter's like, oh, he's going to die. Pastor, are you telling me he's going to, I'm going to die? No, no, I'm not done. I'm not done. Peter said, the Lord told him some time ago that he was going to die. Yes? But when the Lord Jesus told him he was going to die, he said, you die as an old person. Come on, people. It's not every prophecy that you tell everybody and tell everybody everything. But when Jesus prophesied Peter's death, he didn't just say, you're going to die. One day they're going to kill you. He said, when you're very old. That is why when Peter was arrested and put in jail and they were going to kill him the next day, he was sleeping that night. Why? Because he wasn't old. Did you get it at home? Did you get it here? You are not very old. You are not dying. Mrs. Date, you are not very old. You are not dying. Mrs. Uh, forgive me, but you are not old. I'm, I'm in the street. I know you. You are not dying. I'm, in Jesus' name. Oh, Sherman. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you get it? And you got to forgive me, yeah? I was just in the spirit. Okay. Are we ready to pray? Did, did you catch it? You're, you're not, you're, it doesn't matter what the devil does. You're not dying. <laughs> he lived to write it. And he lived to say, now I'm very old. And I'm about to depart. But I still want to make sure, even after I'm gone, you're walking in your destiny. Father, thank you.
for your blessings on God's people who joined us today. Thank you for everybody who is in the sanctuary, those who are visiting, who's coming back second, third time, fourth time. Thank you for those of us who are always here. Today, we have met you, and you've met us in a very special way. We remember the Lord. We remember you, that your body and your blood delivered us, saved us. We remember you. Mandos Katariasa. We remember you. We remember every prophecy and every promise. We remember the word of the Lord that said, in our old age, you take care of us. We remember that. That means we will not die young. We will die when we are very old. I speak long life over God's people. Anything that is threatening your life, I rebuke that voice. I rebuke that word in the name of the Lord Jesus. Sickness, disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol. I don't know, but whatever they call it, it is a name. And the name of Jesus is above it. What is known and unknown, I speak to it. In the name Jesus, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, the Lord touch you and make you sound in Jesus' name. I speak to your thyroid glands. Be well in the name of Jesus Christ. I curse every life germ of disease in the body. What the Lord did not plant, I curse that particular fig tree to perish in the name of Jesus. And I speak life to your life. I speak life to your life. As the Lord said, we remember Lord's wife. That God Almighty brings us up and out of Babylon. He brings us up as, brings us as out of the fires of lust. The fires of destruction. He brings our family, our sons and daughters, nieces and nephews, grandbabies to the third and fourth generation. We come out! In the name of the Lord Jesus, we come out from amongst them. We touch not the unclean thing. And we say, Lord, walk in us. Walk in your people. I pray that you work in your people by mighty signs and wonders. Work in them. Work in them. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Now I'm going to pray for you online and anybody in the church who is born again. Get this. You're already born again through Jesus but you have not been baptized with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray for you, and God's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit right now. He's going to immerse you in the power of the Holy Spirit. So you're going to receive power. And then you're going to have the gift of praying in tongues. So that as you pray in tongues, you pray mysteries to God. And as you pray in tongues, according to John 7, 37, 39, the Spirit of God in you will pray out what? Rivers of living water. That the living water will put out certain fires that are ahead. You understand me? Fires that are ahead. Lust is a fire that destroys. Whether it's a fire that's going to tell a little boy that you only like boys, or a little girl, you only like girls. I know what the constitution or the way it's been interpreted, the laws of the land, understand that. I'm not discussing the laws of the land. I'm a man of God. And I'm telling you from a spiritual perspective, Fires of lust try to change personalities and alter people. But God brought his people out 
and took them up to the mountain. Lot was taken up to the mountaintop. We're coming to the mountain, coming from that valley in the name of Jesus. Poverty is not a place for your families. You're coming out. Nobody ever graduated college for so many generations. That's not God's will. Your grandbaby will graduate college. Yes, pastor, it's not for everybody. I understand that. I understand that. But where Satan has said, as for this family, they'll never graduate college. You need to fight it. That's when you argue, you start arguing, pastor, well, it's not for everybody. Maybe not for everybody, but for you. Because Satan closed that door to that family. And we are saying, light has come. Do you get it? Amen. Lift your voice with me. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray sinners into the kingdom. I pray for the unsaved to be saved now through Jesus, that they receive Jesus and be born again online. They raise your heart, open your heart to Jesus. Right here in the sanctuary, they open your heart, raise your hand, raise your hands to God and say, I receive Jesus. Lord, now that they are born again, I pray that you fill them with the Holy Spirit. Baptize them, immerse them in the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And let humans operate in the divine nature, operate by divine power. Let humans be like Elijah who stopped the heavens. And then three and a half years later, he opened the heavens. Today, we bind and we loose. In the name Jesus, we command what has been shut to us now open. In the name of Jesus, let the blessings open, rain upon God's people. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Begin to pray in tongues. Everybody, please, in your homes and in the sanctuary. Satan is telling you, oh, you don't have that gift. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. Begin to praise God now in the name Jesus. And by faith, begin to pray in tongues. Yes, in your home, for the first time, pray in tongues. You never prayed in tongues. You're already born again. I prayed for you. You received Jesus. I prayed for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Begin to pray. Ikabaziri bikateri bandiria, ikabaziri bikatori babeya, ale bazuri babai katuri babaya. In the name of Jesus, ikandi bazuri babeye, laberi bazuri babaya, ile kazuri baberi bazuri, ale bazuri bakaita biri banduria. In amariandozi beya. This is a work of faith. In the name of Jesus. He said, Holy Spirit, help me to pray God's perfect will. Mando zikabeyas. As I pray in tongues now. Imeri andori bazuri bahandas. 
in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now that you've prayed for yourself, our final prayer is to pray for one another, to pray for the body of Christ. Amen. To pray for your family members. You've prayed for yourself. Now I want you to pray for someone else. Pray for someone else in your family. Pray for somebody here in the sanctuary. Pray for the body of Christ. You know why? Because this message we, saw, we learned today, we heard today, the main character, Peter, reminding us to remember the word of God, remember the Lord, said this. The Lord Jesus told him he was going to die when he was an old man. So when he was in prison, he was not afraid. As a young man in prison, he knew he wasn't going to die. Amen. But the beauty of it is it's not only what you know for yourself only. It says in Acts 12, the church prayed for him. That's why I want us to pray for other people. Does that make sense? I know you're good. Peter was good. But it says in Acts 12, the church prayed for him. Amen. And when the church prayed, somebody tell me what happened. God sent an angel and the, the angel loosed his chains. Amen. And Peter got out of the prison, and he started working with the angel. And the first remote control operation operated from heaven. Said the gate of the city just opened of its own accord. That's amazing. Amen. Years, years, years ago, we had a minister come from somewhere in Africa, came to our house, driving up to the house. Soon as I turned from the main road, up onto our road, you know, you drive a distance to the house. I pressed the garage door opener. He didn't see me. I, didn't, I wasn't thinking, I just pressed automatically. He didn't see it. And then we're driving up and the garage door opened. He went and he told somebody, that guy is so anointed. Even, even his house. See, you know. <laughs> this, this, this is before the time of internet and technology. This is a long time ago. So, you know, people were not used to stuff like that. And, and uh, I thought it was funny. Well, so can you imagine, Peter, when that happened, the gate opened, he was like, wait a minute, am I dreaming? So that, he, he was like, am I dreaming? It's real. You know certain things, but when other people pray, one will chase a thousand, two will chase ten thousand. Gates open for you. Amen. Can we just take a couple minutes to pray? And just pray that gates will open for your brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. Somebody's in prison, they know they're going to be all right. But they need us to pray so that they will not just be all right. Oh, they'll be more than all right. Their life will be as the difference between night and day. Darkness and light. Chaos in the Garden of Eden. We good? Father, thank you. I touch and I agree with God's people in the sanctuary and online. As they lift their voices to pray one for another, that prison doors open, that gates open by the power of God from heaven. 
in the name Jesus, we are asking for supernatural moves of God to override natural laws. That's what we are praying for. In the name of the Lord Jesus, something somebody has been wrestling with for a long time. Today, we are praying for our brothers and sisters. Supernaturally, release them. That thing they struggled with, they are free from that prison. Physical pr prison, an addiction, they're free from it. A bondage, chains are broken. Chains are broken. Ropes that bind them um, have now melted, burnt up by the fire of God in Jesus' name. Please pray now. Pray. We agree. Agree. One will chase a thousand, two will chase ten thousand. Just for a couple of minutes, just pray. Mandas, prekos. Ayeba anduri sabahandas. Lebri anderi kasurias. Prayer was made by the church for Peter. Mandozeke bakutala babe. In the name of Jesus, I say you will live and not die. Mandokori baduzikeya. Lebazute zabaya. Your ministry will live and not die. In the name of Jesus, your finances, your business will live and not die. In the name of Jesus, the relationship with your children will live and not die. Die in the name of Jesus. Come up and out. Come up and out. Rabazito lo bazuta beka. Yaya yabuzundele bekuzandaya. In the name of Jesus. Ikaba santa la babaya. Izatolia bazuri andokaya bazuri. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Rikozoto babari andea. Please pray. If you are spirit filled, pray in tongues. Pray in the spirit. Rabazide rebekotaya bazunia. Ike bababa rabazota baramakutaya. Meka bazatoro bogozitaya. Mandebe kazunta baya. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name, Rico Zantolo Bakuzanta Bakayas. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I don't know whether you've been told this by a doctor or not, whether a doctor has told you or not. If you are online, I'm going to pray for you. If you are here, you don't have to, to come in front of a camera, but you can come to my left or to, to my right. You don't necessarily have to come in front of the camera, but to my left or to the right. You feel heat, like burning sensation in your feet. You know, maybe the doctor called it a name or something, uh, whether the doctor said it or not. If you are here and that has been happening, you heat, like, you know, your, your feet, Feel heat hot sometimes. Just come to my left or my or to my right. I I don't want anybody to feel embarrassed by being on camera. Where I'm standing, I'm the only person on camera, so we're good. But I want to lay hands on you and pray for you before you go. All right. Uh, I don't know what they call it medically, but uh, somebody feels like heat. You know, uh, your your toes and your feet. Sometimes when you're home. 
feel it. Come to the left or to the right. I pray for you today. And it will stop. All right. I, I hear it by the Spirit. And so I want to pray for you very quickly. In the name of Jesus. There's also uh, somebody, there's a man who has a very bad relationship with your son. A bad relationship with your son. Uh, you may be online. I don't know. Uh, but I will pray for you if you're online. Uh, but if you're also here in, in the church, again, don't come to the middle uh, because I don't want to embarrass you and put your stuff all over the world. Just go to my left or my right. You will not be on camera and, and we're good. All right? Please, please, people. So, so you can com you're comfortable to receive. I'm the only one now on camera. Okay, so I'll pray for those at home first. And then I'll come to my left, pray for you, and pray for you on my right. And there's a man, a very bad relationship with, with your son. Uh, I don't know what caused it, but God, uh, he's already started working. You've actually seen uh, some changes. Uh, but, you know, like uh, he's beginning to warm up to you. The ice is melting. Praise God. Uh, it ends today. And you're coming out of that darkness, that chaos, into your Garden of Eden relationship with your son. Uh, this actually has to do with a father and son. All right, so pray for you online. Father, thank you for everybody. Uh, it may be someone here uh, has a husband or a brother and knows that there's such a chaotic, a horrible uh, relationship that that father and son have. And so you're receiving for them today. I touch and agree with you in the name of Jesus, and I declare the ice melted. I declare that power broken in the name of Jesus. According to Malachi 4, we remember the word of God. The Lord restores the heart of fathers to children, the heart of children to fathers. Someone here may be saying, Pastor, it's, it's not uh, a son, but for me, it's a daughter. <laughs> uh, it, that was not a specific word God gave me, but God loves you. And if, if that applies to you, the Lord remembers you too. Receive your breakthrough. Receive your miracle in Jesus' name. Father, everybody online, touch their families, bless their families in the name of Jesus. As we bring this service to a close online so we can continue to pray for people in the sanctuary, I ask that you bless them, the grace of our Lord Jesus, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with everybody. In the name of Jesus, that person who has been experiencing burning sensation in the feet, um, Lord, make them whole. Whatever they may have called it, uh, I don't know, medically. Uh, but maybe something with their nerves. Something with their nerves. Yeah. Uh, forgive me. I'm not a medical doctor. I don't know the name. But yeah, I hear nerves, though. Uh, something with their nerves. Right, there was a burning sensation in the feet, but I hear nerves. Again, you got to forgive me. I, I don't know a medical name, but it doesn't matter from, to me from a spiritual position. God sets you free. Whatever it's called, we don't even accept it. We don't embrace it. And if the doctor gave it a name, the name of Jesus is above it. In Jesus' name, 
May God who created your nerves heal you. May blood flow. May connections be made right in the name of Jesus. May whatever pathy has begun as a sickness be reversed in Jesus' name. We remember the Lord that by his body that was broken, by his stripes, we are healed. So that pathy, that disease, spirit, disease path that has began, we reverse it in Jesus' name. And I speak life to you. You are healed. In the sanctuary, online, you are healed. You are healed in Jesus' name. Is there something called neuropathy? Okay. Neuropathy? Okay. All right. Praise God. Okay. Now, just very quickly, when a minister is in the spirit, you got to just learn to flow with them. Because sometimes you hear something and you just, you're in spirit. We don't know everything. All right. So don't correct my English. Stay in the spirit and just flow with it. God, do that. Don't crush the spirit. Yeah? Because I'm hearing something. All right. So he said, Neuropathy. He's, it started with like nerve. I heard nerves. Like, then, so it's what? Neuropathy? Okay. All right, if somebody was told, if you were told that by a doctor, it doesn't matter what the name is. This is not my job. My job is a minister of, of God. And I'm telling you, God's healed you. Neuropathy? Whatever party? <laughs> Be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Yes, give him praise. Amen. Amen. So you are not on camera, but uh, anybody to my right had the burning, somebody burning? So, yeah? Okay. To my left too? Okay. All right. So I'm going to come and lay hands on you in a moment. Uh, let me close this. Hallelujah. Been blessed? I tell you, God is good, huh? God is good. Father, bless everybody in the name of Jesus. And also, Lord, I ask as somebody saying, Lord, I remember you. I remember your words. You said it's more blessed to give than to receive. Somebody saying, I need an opportunity to give before I leave or the service closes out. Lord, I pray that their prayer is answered in the name of Jesus. So bless them as they give. Bless them in the sanctuary and online. Bless them as they give. In the name of the Father and of the Son. In Jesus' name. But Lord, not only given tithes and offerings and gifts of love. Make us give us in given time. In given love. In given attention. In given affection. In given uh, groceries. Just, just take a brother or a family out. And, and just fill their basket. Fill their refrigerator uh, with groceries. I don't know, but... Let somebody uh, go help uh, senior citizens someplace, uh, iron for them, iron their, their clothes for them, or clean their house. Something, Lord, we remember it is more blessed to give than to receive. So make people give us today in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. By the faith of God, we call it done in Jesus' name. Amen. You are blessed. You are blessed. God bless you. Those online, on the screen, you'll be given an opportunity and a way to give. I've prayed for you. You're blessed. And so...
going to be on your screen. And give as you choose, and God bless you. Amen. I'm going to go now, continue here in the sanctuary to pray for people off camera. But I've prayed for you, you're blessed. You can go ahead and give. And even people in the sanctuary who want to give, you can also do that. Amen. Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. So I, I remember that. So in case somebody is thinking, I, want, I need to give before I go, I gave you the opportunity. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you again next week. Please keep in mind, September 10th and 17th, we have Pastor Kofi Banfo and his dear wife, Pastor Jane Banfo, going to be here two Sundays, September 10th and 17th, to minister here. Amen? So come. The theme is restoration. Tell people, invite people, and they're going to be what? Restored. All right? It for you to know online. So you're going to join us September what? 10th and 17th. We love you. God bless you. Amen.